It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Steelers up on the Titans 7-3 to three right now as we head into the second quarter in Thursday night football. Uh, rough, rough-looking injury. Cole Holcomb, the linebacker oh. for the Steelers. He goes down with one that looks gruesome. Uh, we will get an update on that as we move forward, but they have resumed play right now. Titans have the ball as they kick off the second. Amber, I can tell you the update. Don't, don't go in search for that injury. I mean, it was nasty. He's done for the year. It was awful. It's one of those that you will not see on a replay on TV. It's one of those kind of injuries. So, yeah, thoughts, prayers, man, to Cole Holcomb, because let's just put it this way. The leg was dangling. Yeah, it was a leg leg injury is what it was. So I I cannot imagine that he will be returning to the game. Uh, So uh, so a big loss there for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but right now they are winning. Seven to three. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So this matchup kicks off week nine in the NFL. We've got some big ones headed our way this weekend. Sunday morning from Germany. We'll kick off our Sunday slate, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Where Ian Fitzsimmons is going to be. He's going to be waking up, setting the alarm, 5.30, fire up, stretch your legs, get some coffee, bada bing, bada boom. We got some You sound way to too joyous with that. You really do. You, you know sound why? thrilled that. Here's after... why. It's Go not ahead. that I'm rooting for your misery, but it's not as an East Coaster my entire life, because I've lived in Florida my entire life, I always have to deal with late games, Right. And I always hear that living on the West Coast is so amazing that nope. you get your evenings, nope. that you can watch football all day, and nope. you can actually go out to dinner and have some semblance nope. of a night. And I know nothing about nope. that in my nope. life. These West Coasters have it so easy. So here we go. Enter the Germany game or enter the London game. Joke's on you, West Coasters. All right. So Q Myers and I have had this argument who will follow us coming up you know, in, in about an hour here on ESPN Radio. Q is has lived in the Central Time Zone, the Eastern Time Zone, and now for years in Vegas, mm-hmm. in that Pacific Time Zone. He swears it's the, it's the greatest ever. Right. I say it's the Central Time Zone that is perfect because you can you're not going to bed after the late games at midnight, right? It's you're eleven. That's palatable. And the early kicks, like what we're going to have in Miami, Kansas City, a marquee headline game playing in Germany. Okay, well, you know, that's what, 8.30 Central time. Good with that. Okay, we're having coffee, bacon, and breakfast. Let's go. Let's play some football. Where I'm going to be after doing Washington, USC on Saturday, driving with my crew and Mark Kestisher and Kelly Stauffer over to Vegas that is a 6.30 a.m. kick. That is no bueno. Not happy. But that's one where I may have to tell, not tell, let me rephrase that in case she's listening. Ask the, my bride or my daughter, or I'll tell my daughters, <laughs> roll tape because I'm going to have to watch this sucker when I get home on Monday after a red-eye flight. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm the, the, to me, the best time zone is the central time zone. 
Mountain is second, and then you guys can fight it out over east and west. I don't care. I mean, nobody's I, arguing I want to go. I'm, I'm right in the middle Nobody of this great country of ours. E- a lot, I hear a lot from people about how great it is to be a sports fan on the West Coast in the yeah. Pacific time yeah. zone. Try, I don't know. Again, try waking I up if you bet on Can- yeah. Try waking up to bet on Kansas City and Miami if you're on the West Coast. Good luck. I haven't been minding these Sunday morning wake-ups, though, and then getting football out of the gate. Like, 9.30 to me, this is excellent. Let's go ahead. Let's get my day started. And this will be getting my day started in a big way as a Miami Dolphins fan. Joe Fortenbaugh, he is not a Miami Dolphins fan. In fact, I would say him and Carlin are a bit more on the Miami Dolphins haters side. They're just Miami haters, generally. They were up to no good, again, on Carlin versus Joe. And here was Joe's opinion about Tua. He stayed healthy. He's won a bunch of games. The one thing he's going to need for his candidacy, he's going to have to take out a – he's going to have to go big game hunting at some point. You're going to have to beat a real team. You, you lost to Buffalo, fine. You lost to Philly, fine. You got the Chiefs this weekend. You lose that game, everyone's going to say, nice story when the schoolyard bully has a chance to beat up on Carolina and the Giants. But against the big boys, if you can't win, you can't be the most valuable player. All right, whatever. It's, this is a stupid narrative to me that has been permeating our network. But it's not exclusive to Joe, and it's not exclusive to Chris Carlin, because I've been hearing it all over. I've been hearing it all over the network, Ian, where a lot of people are saying that, and you heard it, honestly, with Anita Marks earlier when she was giving us the betting advice, and if you miss anything here, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. But Ian, I've heard it all over, this idea that the Dolphins, they can't beat anybody significant, that they just beat up on the little guys, except for you're supposed to beat up on the little guys. And if you're going to drop any sort of wins and work out any sort of kinks, I would argue that that's less embarrassing when you do that against, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs who are going to be coming off of a loss. This is a neutral territory game in Germany. And as a Dolphins fan, I hate that the Chiefs are coming off of a loss. That last point, yes, I completely agree because you know they're going to be angry and you know Mahomes was under under the weather. We, and, and he looked terrible, uh, as yeah, he should have been. Yeah, yeah he, he was. He felt awful. He looked awful. You know, that's like I'm trying to think of an, an example. I'll give you an example. That's like John Rice Plumley, quarterback at, at Central Florida, going into Oklahoma, and he had a 104 fever, right, and almost beat the Sooners, but wasn't at his best. You know, and when when but nobody knows about it until afterward, right? And you're wondering, what the hell happened? Well, then you find out. Well, that is neither here nor there when it comes to this matchup. I understand where some people are coming from in regards to Tua and your fish and how good are they, who they've beaten. Look, when you win six of your eight games so far in an NFL season, and I used to be like every fan out there, like, how do you lose to that team? Or, you know, you've only beaten these teams until my brother started coaching in the NFL 15 years ago. And then I find out, and I'm getting ripped upside down and sideways. And then you start talking, making more connections in the NFL and this and that. And you find out, you know what? It ain't easy to win on Sundays. I don't care who you, you've beaten. If you're 6-2 and two through eight weeks, you're a damn good football team. You want to know why? Because those guys on the uh, that you beat six times, they're getting paid too. It ain't easy. I, it drives me nuts when you hear, well, Brett Favre only won one Super Bowl, or Aaron Rodgers has only won uh, one Super Bowl. Do you have any damn idea, folks, how hard it is to win a Super Bowl? Ask Dan Marino. It ain't easy. 
So I'm with you, Amber, when it comes to the Miami Dolphins right now. Do they have to get some signature win, in my opinion? No. You know what that signature win is? It's in the postseason, not the regular season. So is this a big matchup? Yes. Why? Because it's two of the best teams in the NFL. I hate they're playing this game in Germany. We know why they're playing this game in Germany. It's because the commissioner and the owners are trying to broaden the horizon, right, of the NFL brand overseas. They like money. <laughs> that's it, my dear. That is it. And that's why this marquee matchup with two great teams is being played in Germany. Go have a beer at the Hofbrau House and kick back and enjoy. But I'm with you. I don't care who you've beaten. If you're 6-2, and two, damn, you're 6-2 and two and you're a good football team. I, as a Dolphins fan, don't feel like this is a must win, frankly, for either team, because like you said, these teams, they're sitting as two of the better teams in the entire NFL record wise. The Dolphins statistically has the best offense in the NFL. It does have some questions defensively, though. And if those questions rear their ugly head against, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes now having a reason to have a chip on his shoulder. I mean, forget about it. That's the last thing I need in my life where, of course, he looked bad in the game before he matches up with my Dolphins. I could see reasons that Kansas City ends up winning this game. I wouldn't even be that worried about that as a Dolphins fan. What I would be worried about is if they lose to the Raiders next week or the Jets the week after, the go. Commanders the week after that, the Titans the week after that, the Jets again the week after that. Like Then we can have conversations about how good are the Dolphins really when they start dropping multiples of those games. But if they went out all of those games and the only other loss on their schedule is to the Kansas City Chiefs, I think I would take that at this point as a Dolphins fan. James, no time for your rebuttal. I mean, you're wrong, so that's fine. Well done, well said. Okay, coming up next here <laughs> on Amber and Ian. James Steele talks even less than that. We're up against the clock. I did that on purpose so that James Steele couldn't get in any more airtime for his Kansas City Chiefs. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, the Steelers still up on the Titans, 7-3, to three, about just over nine minutes left in the second quarter. Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So we've already started to talk about some of these Week 9 matchups. Let's move it along to some of these other exciting matchups this week, and maybe none bigger 
Then we finally get to see the Eagles and the Cowboys match up here with Dak Prescott doing the talking quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys in his presser spoke about his week nine matchup with Philadelphia. You see me and a bear in a fight, pour honey on me. So he can poke it. It's part of it. It's part of the National Football League. Whether we talk or not, we know what's ahead of us. Uh, great opponent. Um, excited for it. Uh, excited for it. Obviously, uh, opponent we're familiar with, vice versa. Uh, division game, obviously, down the road. This game, will, it, it, it means something. It will mean something as we get further down the, the line in the season. Uh, and so, trust me, the guys in the locker room, myself, we know what this game means. We're not going to compare this to two weeks ago. So division matchup, this game's already huge anyways, but the reference there to poking, pouring honey on it, it's because Jerry Jones said that he did not want to poke the bear and say anything that could motivate the Eagles ahead of this matchup. This is a big one, Ian. Yeah, and I, I like what Dak is doing there, and I also like the way he, he's, he's handling himself. Yeah, and we, we talked earlier about your Miami Dolphins, and is this some kind of a stupid must-win, as some were saying, to prove themselves you know, coming into week nine, whatever we're in, week 10, I, mean, get, I can't believe we're in week 10 in college football, so week nine in the NFL. Uh, just, by the way, where does the season go, Amber? I mean, we, we every, wait for every it. Year, we you know? wait for it, and all of a sudden, bam, the turkey's coming out. We passed the pumpkin, right? Now, in Halloween, now we're on to the turkey, and, and the fat man will be coming down the chimney before we know it. But, you know, this is one where if, if there's a team that actually needed a confidence booster, because of their history. It has nothing to do with this particular team. I'm talking about the history of the Dallas Cowboys over the last decade. I've, I live in Dallas. I've covered this team, you know, a lot. The Dez caught it game in Green Bay. Doesn't go their way. You know, three straight years of 8-8 eight and eight under Jason Garrett. You know, games didn't go their way. Dak and the Cowboys being one play away in the playoffs, not once but twice, doesn't go their way. Is this one of those games that it has to? To me, would it be nice? Yeah. But those those must-win games, those games that you need to prove yourself, aren't in these kind of, Yeah, they are to a degree in this kind of game, but it's when the lights are brightest and the stage grandest. And that's the postseason. That's when you got to prove it. They have four playoff wins in the last quarter century, roughly. I mean, come on. So... The way Dallas is handling this and the way Dak is handling this, I like it. As a matter of fact, bet to your hands, bleed. Here's pick number hey. four. Give me Dallas plus the three at Philly. Wow. I am in the minority, and I am a contrarian. I mean, America is all over Philadelphia in this game. I go always will go the other way. I root with Vegas when I can. They don't air condition those big-ass buildings in the Nevada desert because they lose, right? They need Dallas. I want Dallas. I'll take Dallas plus the three. So there you have it. That is a not-so-popular pick, so to speak, since a lot of people feel that the Cowboys are the – or sorry, the Eagles, rather, are the better team. The Cowboys coming into this matchup with double losses. The Eagles coming into this matchup with a singular loss. I tend to agree with you, generally speaking. I certainly agree with you when it comes to the Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. These matchups typically – I mean, our producer James Steele had said to me off-air, they've got to beat – one of these good teams, the Dolphins, in order to prove themselves. And I said, they don't actually have to until the postseason. Like, as long as they're there, they don't actually have to, right? I mean, all yeah, they, they have to they do is take care of business that, that, against that, all these lesser teams. They don't have that awful taste on their palate that the Cowboys have had, you know, 
with current players. They haven't they haven't felt that yet. So I think it's a di- it's, it's apples and oranges it's to a, me, Amber. Right, it's different. So that's what I was going to say. Is for me though, Eagles Cowboys a little different. This one feels like it means more. And then of course. It's the division that factors into this. These are two teams that are always, you know, in recent memory, they're battling for the top of the division, of course, the Eagles sitting at the top of the division right now. But if the Cowboys were to make a statement here against the Eagles, it would go a long way to quieting some of those voices. And the voices around Dallas are always going to be very, very loud. Yeah, and and here's the other part. People, if you've ever been to Philadelphia, I love that crowd. I'm in the minority. Any any stadium that was the first one to have a jail in your stadium for your fans, I salute you. Because man, you know you're going harder than the average bear. Do they not? Do they not? Do most of them not now? I know the Dolphin Stadium has one. They have a jail. Most do. It's not for their own fans. Most have a detaining center, but Philly back in the day had a damn jail. I mean, it was like literally like your. It was a clink, right? Right. It is just different. They threw snowballs at Santa, right? When Michael Irvin damn near broke his neck and laying motionless on the field, they were cheering. I mean, which is awful. But I, I mean, I had a I had a, a interview for a TV job in Philadelphia. Oh, here we go. Story many time. years Come ago. On. Come this on. Is story t- story time. Come by on. Amber Wilson. We don't have imaging like that, like we do for Ian Fitzsimmons. Come on. But I had a, an interview. This would have been, I mean, this was with the, gosh, this was after the, the market crash 2008. We were, a bunch of us were like Oof. on the audition circuit. You know, jobs were really hard to come by in this industry. I was auditioning all over the country. I auditioned for a local job in Philadelphia. And the sports director brought me in to interview me. And he sat me down and he said, do you know where you are, young lady? Because... I was in Philadelphia and he meant it like, do you understand what market you're in and that you're interviewing for? Because it's not going to be easy sledding here in this market covering sports. And I said, yes, sir, I do. Did not get the job. Because <laughs> he didn't believe you. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. I didn't get the job. <laughs> Probably because he didn't believe it, it is different. There, there's no doubt about it. That's one of the, the hardcore fan bases, not just in the NFL. But in all of sports, and they're proud of it, and I and I I appreciate them for it. Like, I, look, where I'm from, that Saints crowd. When you go into the dome, and when the Saints are good, good luck, because mm-hmm. the the fillings in your teeth are going to be rattled loose. LSU at night, Death Valley, top twenty five matchup. Get ready, because that's like an, an Eagles type crowd, you know, and the Eagles are an LSU type crowd where. When the opponent's bus rolls in, like Bama LSU week, have you noticed like Booger, McFarland, and Marcus Spears all wearing LSU gear this week on TV? It's Bama week, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's different. Cowboys, Eagles, it's to the Eagles, it's Dallas week. It's just different. And I'm still going with the Cowboys plus the three. One, Hurts is a little banged up. That's part of it. That's huge. But two, it's just a. Again, it's it's Vegas needs it. That's number one. But man, it's a big old gut feeling, and I got a big old gut. That's it. That's all I got for you. As when it comes to this particular matchup, but it is there's certain games in football at the collegiate level and the pro level that are just different, and this is one of them. The line's going to tilt towards Philadelphia anyways because this game's in Philadelphia. But the thing with the Eagles this season is. 
they're sort of like Georgia in the way in college football, in the way that you kind of look at them and you're like, eh, I don't know, something feels off, but then they just keep winning. So it doesn't really matter that something feels like not quite as good. And so I think that that might be part of where your gut feelings coming from is that the Eagles have not looked unbeatable this season by any stretch of the imagination. And now they're going up against a Dallas team that seems to have suddenly realized that they can, in fact, throw the football down the field, that it's possible. And also apparently realized that they have CeeDee Lamb on that team. So that was a nice little discovery there for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, a lot of people thought Dallas was going to make some moves up against the trade deadline, notably Derek Henry. A lot of people were screaming from the mountaintops for none of that happened for Jerry Jones. But we'll see if it matters against Philadelphia. This will be a big, big statement game for either of these teams. But frankly, I think the bigger statement would be from Dallas. I think if Philly loses this game with, as you said, the state there of the injuries, you kind of can point to that. Be like, well, Jalen wasn't 100. You know, you can kind of excuse it away a little bit if you're Philly. But from the Dallas perspective, I just think it would be huge to quiet the narrative around that team. Yeah. By the way, uh, update. Tennessee 10, Pittsburgh 7, about four and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. You got a tie ball game between Texas Tech and TCU at 20 to 20. And damn, Troy's up seven on South, on South Alabama. <laughs> Why, why damn, Ian Fitzsimmons? That has Son nothing a... to do with any money on the line, I'm Maybe. sure. Maybe. I'm sure you're just speaking for all the fans out there watching that game. Well, thank you for doing uh, the updates in my job. I appreciate that. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, I'm going to try to find a way for Ian Fitzsimmons to do all of my job. Also, we'll tell you what's a big deal and not a big deal. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Titans leading the Steelers right now on Thursday Night Football, 10 to 7. Just over a minute left. In the second, we will keep you updated on that game as it heads into the half. But first, let's big deal, not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? I will allow James Steele to talk once again because he has no reason to talk about his Kansas City Chiefs. So, big deal I, relink, big I, tur- deal I actually turn on your mic. Are going to drop? Oh like God! 50 no, come on! Stop! That's not on the big deal. On, not a big deal. Uh, rundown. I mean, I'm, I'm reading it right here. It's not there. Doesn't exist. Uh, big deal. Not a big deal. Chiefs are going to pummel the Dolphins. Okay. In Dream Germany. on, little dreamer. I'm just saying. 
Uh-huh. Like they're gonna drop forty five on them. It's gonna it is be on the rundown. Forty five. Forty five. It's gonna be really sad. And are the I'm Dolphins sorry. dropping any point? I mean, forty five to nothing would like in 45 fact forty five to ten. Okay, that's what's well, it'd still be kind of a big deal. Tyreek I think you two. Well, I'm going to end this right here. I think the two of you <laughs> should put a wager on it, like Mike Tannenbaum and I did with Steelers and Titans, and we and neither one of us are fans of either team. I just like the Steelers minus three. He liked the Titans plus three. Let's go wager right now. Fire it up. I, don't I mean, live dinner, on an, I don't whatever. Live on an island. I don't have. I don't have boats. Plural. Eh, sucks for you. Are we allowed to do one of those uh, t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. Bets? Sure. Whatever. Fire it up. I don't, I don't like this because again, I, I do not. I'm uncomfortable with Patrick Mahomes coming off of a flu game. The whole thing. Oh, so now, now, so here, saying, we right, just, move just, here we go. Move on. Here we go. Here come excuses. Moving on. Here we go. But the Dolphins do have the best it. offense in the NFL. Here they have go. been in Germany longer. We're okay, new by Kansas enough. City, there not going early. No more excuses. No more Moving you. on. Here we go. Uh, oh, there it is. Flashback. Is she still talking? Yeah. Of course she is. Uh, late Monday or early Tuesday, I don't know which it was because I was sleeping. The Philadelphia 76ers finally traded James Harden, traded him to the Clippers. Uh, they also sent P.J. Tucker and uh, some other guy whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce right now. Uh, and they got back Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, uh, Nick Matum. And there was like Martin, seven players in this deal. And a couple of picks. And four picks, I think. Uh, the Clippers introduced Harden today, and uh, here's uh, one thing that he had to say. But changing my role, you know what I mean? Trying to change the narrative, trying to sacrifice and do whatever it takes to win at the highest level. Like, whatever people talk about and say, my, I just want to win at the highest level. You know what I mean? So taking less money, sacrificing the role, like, that's not talked about. It's talked about the other, you know, BS. But, um, and it just didn't work out. So me leaving Brooklyn and thinking I'm going to retire as a sixer, you know what I mean? And the front office had other plans. You know, they didn't, they didn't want me. So he says they didn't want him. He's now a clipper. Oh Ian, is this James Harden trade a big deal or not a big deal? It's a big deal because he's become a whiner. I mean, he shows up to Brooklyn in his last year's there, about as big as I am, uh, in big games in Philadelphia. Uh, he was a no-show and couldn't hit a shot. Same thing in, in Houston. You know, when they go 0 for 27 from beyond the arc, he was a big part of that also. So it's a big deal because it's a big name, but to me, he ain't making the Clippers any better, period. Amber? It's a big deal because it's James Harden. It's funny, that clip of him saying that, you know, the sacrifices, they don't get mentioned, and he's such a team guy. And then meanwhile, in that same press conference, he also said, quote, I'm not a system player. I am a system, end quote. So there you go. I mean, that's just, that's I mean, the James Harden experience, right? Here's the thing about James Harden is he's a huge name in the NBA. He is a huge superstar in the NBA for better or for worse. And, and frankly, you know, overall, he's obviously been a pretty phenomenal cl- player, sometimes postseason aside, but a, a phenomenal player in his NBA career. So whenever any of those guys get traded, even if he's a bit older and towards the back end of it. And even if he makes a mess everywhere he goes, it's still a huge, huge name. It's going to be a big story. So it's a big deal from that perspective. But from the perspective of doubt now, do I actually have confidence the Clippers are going to win a championship? No, because the pieces never stay healthy. It's a very good team on paper, but boy, have I seen this Clippers team year in and year out be an excellent team on paper. It never amounts to anything. Amber, you're spot on. You know what? You know what he reminds me of going from team to team, as you mentioned? You ever have a dog 
that had the arenas and he just kind of walks along while he's just kind of doing his business while walking, right? <laughs> just crapping all over the place. That's James Harden. <laughs> I, a little harsh. What do we, how do we even follow that? I don't know. Uh, okay, so Clippers. sticking with the NBA. But by the way, Dame, that's how you do it, buddy. That's how you oh, do it. Oh, jeez. He's not coming to the Heat. That's, it's over. that's how you it's do it, Dame. Over. If you had over. wanted to actually Nobody come to, to the Heat, Dame, heat. that's how you do it, buddy. Nobody wants that's to play That's how you do heat. it. That's James all. Harden. He's written the playbook on it. He's made an art form out of it. That is how it's turn, done. you got to turn that loose. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, so sticking with the NBA, it seems like uh, things in Golden State are a lot better this year than they were last year. Uh, Draymond Green, after a year of struggle, Said, quote, last year we had an awful team as far as chemistry goes. It was hard to come to work, not fun. So this year you see the joy on guys' faces when they come into the building. You got guys standing over two to three hours just talking, getting two, three hours, getting here two to three hours early just to be here. You start to see that and you're like, okay, this is a group that likes to be together. Amber, big deal, not a big deal that the chemistry is back. For the Golden State Warriors. Big deal, not a big deal that Draymond Green is still out here taking shots at Jordan Poole. Like, is he not? Not only does he take fists to his face, but now he's still out here, still out here taking shots at Jordan Poole. We all know who you're directing that out, Draymond. Maybe the chemistry would have been better. If you hadn't, you know, tried to knock your teammate out because he allegedly said that you were Steph Curry's backpack, which is, was a funny line anyways, if it's true, by the way. Shout out to Pablo Torre for uncovering that. Nevertheless, the point is, if you hadn't punched your teammate, maybe the chemistry would have been better. And it wasn't good last season, but frankly, this is not a big deal. Yes, chemistry matters, but I also wonder if some of that chemistry is a little bit different, Ian, because the reality is Draymond's 33. This is a team of old vets it's not going to last forever for the Warriors and also there's a lot more adversity in the West than there was before you know enter the Denver Nuggets I'm with you not a big deal two reasons Steph Curry still there yeah Clay Thompson still there mm-hmm. there we go all right I'm done so, I am. Uh, that's it I got that's it. Yeah, I'm done just an update uh Steelers Titans tied at 10 Less than a minute go to go in the half. 20 points already, Ian. How's that under looking? Total's 37. I'm sweating. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got Steelers minus three and uh, the under 37. Not, not, not feeling great about, uh, about that under right now. 28-21, six seconds to go in the third. Texas Tech leads TCU. And then for those of you who are really demented, like me, <laughs> Troy leads South Alabama 14-7. to all right, back to big deal, not a big deal. Amber and Ian here on ESPN Radio. Uh, so, you know, we had the voice, the radio voice of the Rangers on earlier, World Series champions. Uh, maybe, you know, we have a little bit of a rivalry down there. The Rangers took care of the Astros. Little? A little bit of a rivalry down there. <laughs> that feels the McCoys. Here's, uh, here's, here's Rangers pitcher Nathan Ivaldi. Uh Maybe throwing a little bit of shade at the Houston Astros. It does, you know. It it's isn't it the only only team out there that says Texas. You know, you're playing for the state. You're not playing for the city. So, for us to be able to represent the state of Texas, it's an incredible feeling. And you know, I feel like as baseball players, it's always like, oh, where are you from, Texas? And it's like Florida, California. And to be able to say, you know, I'm from Texas, it means a lot to me. I carry a lot of pride with it. Yeah, is that a big deal? Not a big deal. 
man, one big deal because that dude he had a scuffle last night and he and he found it. My gosh, what a what a just a remarkable performance. You don't have your A game and a win it all and you're hoisting a trophy, the World Series, and you find a way to go six shutout when you have to scuffle to get through it. My Nathan Navaldi, I mean, beyond a tip of the cap, bow down. But when it comes to the Astros, the trash cans, sorry, the Michigan Wolverines, and the Texas Rangers, I mean, it, it is pure sports hatred. So Hatfields, McCoys, you name it, going down the list, right? Montagues, I mean, it, it is, it is, it doesn't get much better in professional sports than those two when it comes to sports hate. Ivaldi embraces it. He's a Texas native. I appreciate what he said. Big that deal. Man, that man isn't just a Texas native. That man is a Houston, Texas yeah. native. That wasn't maybe a shot at the Houston Astros. <laughs> that was a direct shot at the Houston Astros. And I love it, right? It makes baseball fun. He doesn't have to say the name for us all to know what he's doing there. You know a lot more about that rivalry than I do because you're in Dallas. Silver boot, baby. It. Silver Your boot. Your wife is a Rangers fan. She now has a World Series ring to her fandom on your 20th wedding anniversary. So good job out of you. I Not sure it. what you did to help them win the ring, but, you know, <laughs> still excellent anniversary gift. For I her. set up a redneck big, big screen TV that's on true. All Hallows. That's, that's what I something. did. It was something. There you go. So that was big deal, not a big deal. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, the Michigan sign-stealing scandal is, well, it's weird. (laughs) It's one way to describe it. Uh, We'll get into that next. Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're going to talk about the Michigan sign stealing <laughs> scandal in just a moment because there's a lot to unpack there, but there's a lot to unpack here. Amber what and Ian is presented happened? by Progressive Insurance. I'm not sure what just happened to either, Ian. We were in a break, obviously, and we're having a conversation <laughs> off air with our producer, James Steele. And this is what has happened to Kansas City Chiefs fans. They're losing their minds over Taylor Swift at this point because when you pull all the advanced stats of the attendance of Taylor Swift... Correlating with the performance of the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey, it is remarkable 
how much better they've played in the games that she's attended. So now Kansas City Chiefs fans are trying to decode whether she's going to be in attendance in Germany, which is what it feels like James Steele now, his life has resulted in. I mean, James, before we even get to the unbelievable absurdity that just came out of your mouth on air, but did you think that there was going to be a point that your life was going to come to cheering for the Chiefs while simultaneously trying to track Taylor Swift around the world? Uh, no, uh, I I just recently like my my daughters now like listen to her music, so I've like it's been you're, playing you're in my metalhead. People don't know James. Know. He, he he's like Pantera is soft music. That's like you know like I mean Metallica is classical to him. I mean I, I, that's that's Pavarotti. Maybe <laughs> <So, laughs> not that. I am a metalhead though for sure. I'm wearing a Godsmack T-shirt right now. There you go. Uh, that's just my normal my normal wear. Uh, but I but like it's been playing in the car since the summer. Like we went on uh, trips back to back home to Pennsylvania. So I've been uh, weirdly been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift What's lately. Your favorite I, T Swift song? I just oh man, what's the? Uh, I don't know names of songs. I'm not good at names of songs. Uh, very good. She's a very good uh, like songwriter. Great like the, songwriter. The words are the words. I enjoy the way she puts words together. Yeah. Um, that's why but, she's so successful. Right, let's the go. one that everyone hears. The anti-hero anti- right, anti- anti- song is really good. Yeah. There you go. I'm the anti-hero is a great song. I'm right, so, yeah. so look, and I saw this on Get Up yesterday, and I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And that is when she is in attendance, and I can't believe we're talking about this. I'm so Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey'd out. But when she's in attendance, they're 4-0. They're averaging 10 more points a game. And uh, I can't believe our analytics staff at ESPN Stats and Info have been tasked <laughs> with this awful, awful job. But they're the ones that come up with this stuff. And Travis Kelsey's averaging like 58 yards more receiving per game when she's in attendance. But didn't, I, I mean, in fairness. They're two I mean, and those, two when she's not there since they've stats, been swapping spit. Okay, those, so those, there you go. The stats are allegedly, uh, those stats are wild. But wasn't she there for the Jets game and for the Broncos game? And, I don't, right? It, I mean, I, she's well, been no, there it, for it, some. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You cannot use that argument when we're defending your Miami Dolphins and their record and who they played and then going against saying, oh, they, she's only been there against bad, quote, no, bad but, teams. But it's true, though. I mean, if there was somebody in attendance for the Dolphins games that only came against the bad teams and then weren't there for I, I the Dolphins, you you know, it, would, it would obviously, the stats would look different. It's my only, that's my it, only It ain't point. easy to win on Sundays. That's also, my bottom maybe line. They're all playing, I'm not, I'm not, maybe they're I'm all not, playing a little harder for Travis Kelsey's alleged lady. That also well, let's get be, to it. Before, so I guess we're, we're Michigan, sign stealing, they are now the Houston Astros, trash cans, buzzers, there you go. Bam, coaches are now <laughs> gone from we all do it to now they're furious and want Michigan truly investigated there's our michigan sign ceiling segment now <laughs> when it comes to james Steele, and I, I, i've known james you and i have been friends for over a decade now man what you just said during the break i couldn't believe it you've traveled this world you've served our country you're a metalhead i love you when we said that taylor swift was in argentina you said well yeah she's over in europe it, I got it was a little confused. Right, I got right, confused. Let's let our AP Rachel set this up because I feel like I, Ra- I, she's back I, there in wait, the studio with what? James. I just what? need you to guys to know. James texted me like a couple weeks ago talking about how Taylor Swift was going to be in Europe. Okay? And he's like, oh, he'll, she'll be in Germany. It'll be great. And then I saw her tour schedule and saw that she was in Argentina. And I was just confused. I was like, oh, okay, James, like... 
maybe she's but, like taking the week to go to Europe. And wow, then this thing has gone on for weeks. Earlier today, I was like, she's in Argentina. He goes, yeah, she'll be there. And I'm like, she's in Argentina. Right, listen, I, I'm pretty sure that she's doing a European tour, though. So that's why I'm confused. I well, okay, but that is not the conversation know, off know, air. Listen, quite literally, brain, though, went know, like this. I'm dumb. I'm sorry. I tuned into it a little late, and I'm like. Oh, you're trying to figure out where Taylor Swift is. And then I heard you say that she's in Europe. And I actually said, I think she's in South America right now. I think she was just in South America. And you said, yeah, she's over there. Like, implying yeah, South like America is thing, Europe. I and I, I'm like, no, no, no. And then we're basically all like, no, 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 James. Thing. That's not. It's no, it's not closer. even basically the same thing. It's not even closer. And it's definitely not the same. Might be closer. Guys, she you. doesn't hit Europe until May of 2024. See, she's not even going to Europe, though. I'm just confused. <laughs> she hits Asia and South now. America first. Argentina. I was wrong. Go shoot some birds, right? <laughs> Maybe some parakeets, because those are a problem in Argentina, right? And then... Uh, and uh, hop on a head on over no, to Germany it. in the Hofbrau House over in Munich. Grab yourself a, a Stein or two and then go catch a football game. In Geography, to, not my strong suit. That's, that seems yeah. very true. I well, think we have figured that. We have never figured woo. anything else out on Amber and Ian. As long as Amber and Ian lasts all 50 years of the run this show is going to get, at least we have figured out that James Steele is not the best at geography. But in fairness to you, James, Taylor Swift, I would imagine, in her life, her being in an Ar- in Argentina or in South America and then having to get to Europe is a little different than the rest of us. So it's possible that even if she is on tour right now in South America, she should, could still probably find her, her way to Europe for a night in order to, or a day, uh, a morning over here, uh, but a day in order to be able to watch her boyfriend. The, the Chiefs also have a bye after this week too. So I was thinking they're going to be together at some point. Well, I don't know. In What's her tour schedule? I mean, she's got a job. Yeah, but yeah, but he doesn't have a he doesn't have a job for like the next week, right? Like they're on a bike. So is he going to join her? I think in South so. America I, like for that's what I'm. That's is he going my. On, the tour? Hey, on a serious note, can I, can I vent for one moment for people yeah. ripping Travis Kelsey for going to a World Series game? It's a, it was an oh, off was day. Thing. It's a private jet. It ain't a big deal. I was at Cincinnati, Alabama, the college football playoff, and people were making a big deal of Mahomes and Kelsey being there. You know, I'm like, why? Who cares? You as long why? as they show up on Sundays, it doesn't matter. It was the biggest non-story, people trying to make a story out of it, where he, it's an off day. He had no obligation, so he went and took in a World Series game. Guess what? If I could do that also in my gig, I'd be right there with him, flying private jet, my pilot's going to the game with me, right? Hey, the dude in the red, whatever whatever his name was, come on. You're flying a jet? Let's go. Let's catch a World Series game. And he waits for you while you're at the game. You get back right. on the plane. But I'll the buy the plane. Go why back to the city. People make stories out of that stuff is because it's impossible for us to relate to because we're all coming from the vantage point of commercial travel. So we're all thinking, oh, this is exhausting, and they're going there, and then they have Hell to find no. their way to the stadium, and then they're doing this and that, and it's like, no, 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 no. None of that stuff applies to those guys. I mean, they they hop on the PJ. They're there to hop and skip. The pilot waits for them. They already have a car on the runway. The car on the runway takes them straight to the ballpark through some private entrance to go through security. They watch the game. They get out before the traffic under some crazy tunnel system, probably. It sounds like, you, you, it sounds like you've had experience in this. I have yeah, no so experience basically, in this, Amber's life. Is it's what not she's my about, life. Yeah. 
but I did have to escort Jay-Z ones from a private airport to Monday Night Football when I was a runner for ESPN back in my days. I've done some things here. I used to run cords. Please, One please, of the things I had to do. Hold on. Please lift. I was in a minivan. Please ex- take everything else out except for the part where she said, I had to escort Jay-Z to a game one day. That's all I need I for future I had to get Jay-Z shows. from the airport to the Monday Night Football booth. Completely out of context. Not that she was a runner. We, we just need out of context there. That would be beautiful. <laughs> I think she needs to pick up that name she dropped. But the point is, I don't know. I'm not like friends with Jay-Z. I was working as a runner for ESPN when I was in college. And this is what I had to do don't with a minivan in the police escort.